When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. Spencer Rattler, Gamecocks quarterback, joining us in studios on your home of the Gamecocks. Welcome in, man. I know you said it's been a little while since you've done some live radio, but we're happy to have you. Uh, everything doing well, though? 107.5. Yeah, everything's been great. You know, offseason's going well with workouts and uh, throwing sessions and stuff like that. So uh, getting into the routine and just going at it every day. The game. And welcome into the Garnet Chest Hour here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you, welcoming in our special guest today, Cam Dixon from the Gamecock women's soccer team. Chris, I believe this is our third guest from Gamecock women's soccer. Am I counting correctly? I think that's right. We had, uh, turn your mic on. There you go. I think we had, uh, what, Catberry, Taylor. Okay, I'm still not hearing you. Give that one a try. How about we try this? There we go. That's we better. Go. This is the first time we've ever done a radio show. Yeah. So you'll have to bear with us. No, uh, yeah, thir- third athlete from women's soccer team, uh, which is obviously a great program. So, Kim, appreciate you coming in today. Is this your first venture into the radio world? It is. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. But, Tyler, now Cam does have a journalistic okay. background. First radio appearance. Uh, but we'll dive into that, obviously. Y'all don't have them. like a student radio station or anything out at USC? We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. I wasn't part of that. I was part of more of the print side. Okay. Traditional journalism. Okay. Yes, yes. And it end up working uh, for y'all over at Gamecock Central. Uh, well, I hope so. We need some real journalists. I only moonlight and pretend like I know what I'm doing. I was telling Cam I was a poli-sci major um, in college. Oh, that's right. Yeah, how'd and, you end up doing this? Uh, luck, pretty much. And uh, I still just kind of, I'm still kind of a fake it till you make it. Um, so hadn't been, hadn't been exposed yet. <laughs> I have probably a few times. But Cam, you are you're actually in grad school right now. Um, you were a public relations major and graduated. Um, tell us about what you're up to now in grad school. Yeah, so I just graduated with my degree in PR um, this past December. And now I am in grad school. I'm in my first semester in the Masters of Mass Comm um, track with a multimedia journalism concentration. And it's going great. Um, It's a little different than PR, but I'm really liking it a lot. Have you honed in a little bit on what you want to do with all of those things? (laughs) You know, your major, what you're going to have a... That's going to be a pretty well-rounded, like, impressive skill set. And I know you have some experience you written for the Daily Gamecock before. You've done some multimedia stuff in the past. Um, have you decided maybe what you want to do once soccer's over? Yeah, so I think part of going to grad school is trying to figure all of that out. Um, mm-hmm. In my undergrad, when I started to write for the Daily Gamecock, it definitely gave me more of a um, eye-opening experience as to what I want to do, and I really liked writing and being a sports journalist. Um, so now I'm kind of looking at all sides of journalism. I'm looking at print, the technical side, broadcast so 
hopefully when I get my master's degree, I'll have a better idea of what I want to do. Where did you initially find interest in wanting to pursue this kind of PR journalism type of career path? Yeah, so when I was a freshman coming in, I kind of just looked and saw which majors required the least amount of math and science. That's a so, smart, smart way to look at it. Yeah. I was telling Ken that's, I did the that's exact probably why same we're thing. both doing what we're doing right now. <laughs> so you were a no math. I was a no There's, math okay. guy. All right, yeah. good. We're all on the same page. Yeah, so that really cut my choices down <laughs> significantly. Um, but when I was younger and in high school, I always loved to write and read, so I knew that. Um, and I kind of just looked at all of the degree descriptions and PR sounded really interesting and like storytelling and stuff like that. So I went with that and never changed. Yeah. Well, now you'll get some radio experience. So like you can add that to the things that you've done to see, you know, if you like it. So we'll, we'll ask you about that afterwards and see if radio is something you're interested in on camera stuff. Like you mentioned broadcast. So that's something you've thought about too. Yeah. I've never been really one to love being in front of the camera yeah. i'd rather be behind it just yeah, yeah yeah doing all that but production we'll stuff. get we'll give it a go we'll give it a go it's not really in my personality to be out there in front of everything but you never know so we'll see you do never know i mean when i was in high school little personal segue so i was a really shy kid like terrified like a public speaking would have been you would have never seen yourself doing this the, the worst thing ever but I took a debate class in high school. I don't, I don't know why or how. And it kind of forced me into it and made me more comfortable with... Yeah, you know, I'm still like a more shy person. I don't really have a problem getting in front of a bunch of people. Well, you weird get on the radio and talk for an hour or sometimes two Nobody can see day. me, though. So it's just us in here. Does the camera, freak, really... the camera freak you out? Well, you're not going to like it when we start live streaming these things. Yeah, I was going to say there's a camera right here. But that's not set up yet. Our friends are integrated. Yeah, you're not, you're not being recorded right now on the camera. Don't worry about no, that. No, j- just live on the airways out to who knows how many people. But no problem. They, they can't see us. All right, Cam, so tell us about coming back for another year. You were telling me off the air uh, before we jumped on here, you actually have an extra year because of the COVID season, which I know some of your teammates in the past utilized that, some of your teammates, teammates this year using, utilizing that, but why did you want to come back to South Carolina? Because obviously grad school, um, you could have chosen to you know, take your talents elsewhere, go to grad school elsewhere, play soccer elsewhere. Yeah, so that past fall season, I spent the majority of it kind of debating what you said, like, should I take my fifth year at all? Where should I go? Should I stay? Um, but I had a lot of meetings with my coaches, and I knew that I wanted to get my master's. I just was trying to figure out where, because um, I really liked school, and I knew I wanted that. Um, so I had a lot of conversations with Coach Shelley and Coach Jamie, and um, it was just really clear that South Carolina's home, and I just wouldn't find anywhere better. Um, the environment they've created there is so special, and like I couldn't imagine leaving it, and I just knew that I had to come back for one more year. What is it about the Smiths, Coach Shelley, Coach Jamie, and what they've done with the program that makes it a place that players want to stay. I mean, you don't see a lot of players leaving. You don't see, like, mass transfers here at South Carolina. You see them recruiting well. You see the team doing well. Yeah, I think they have, like, a really good balance. They're a husband-wife coach, which is, I think it's the only one in the country that really? we have. Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard of anything else. Um, but they're kind of like our mom and dad away from home. And while they keep the environment really, like, lighthearted and fun, um, 
Jamie's the one that kind of cracks down and makes things intense when it needs to be. And Shelly's the one that keeps things fun and makes sure we're all loving soccer for the right reasons. So I think they create a competitive environment, but also a family one too, which is rare. You're from nearby in North Carolina. So what did you know about Gamecock women's soccer prior to coming here? Um, I knew a little bit. Um, I did grow up with the UNC-Duke rivalry, um, and we have a lot of ACC schools in North Carolina where I live. Um, but I knew that I didn't really want to stay close to home. I knew I wanted to stay close enough so that my parents could come visit, but not in my backyard. Um, so I kind of just looked around, and I saw South Carolina popped up on my radar. So I went down for a camp one day, visited campus, and kind of fell in love from there. What were the other schools that you were looking at? I was looking at UNC, of course, because it's, it's got great history with soccer. Um, I was looking at Virginia Tech, um, just north of where I live. Um, I was looking at NC State and then a couple other local schools. Going back to sp- sports journalism and sports, did you, play, did you play any other sports, first of all, like in high school? Um, actually, in high school is when I was like soccer, 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 because okay. if you really strayed from any other Anything else, like the chance of you getting recruited right. kind of went down. So I'd say the majority of where I tested out sports is when I was, like, very, very young. And then I stuck to soccer when I was around, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. Have you heard Cat Berry's basketball story? I I'm have, sure. yeah. Right, yeah, everybody's heard it. Yes. Yes. Um, do you think she could still guard Aaliyah Boston? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, Aaliyah's... R- She's doing well right now. I mean, um, I, I straight up told Kat I didn't think she could guard her anymore. I'm, I was like, sorry. I, I just don't see I want to hype her up. I do. Oh, me too. But, yeah, no one's guarding her. I was like, Kat, no look. I mean, and she, she was like, yeah, I don't see it happening. But I'm like, look, you, you know, you have gotten worse at basketball because, like, you don't play anymore. No offense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, like, you've gotten worse and Aaliyah's gotten, like, even better, I would yeah. think. So, I don't yeah. see it happening. She's got the height. It's just... It's a mismatch. I think, she, yeah, she's got um, and what pretty she, big mismatch. She <laughs> said it was only for like a few minutes she, that she, she was actually specific. on Aaliyah in that game. It, it wasn't mi- like the whole game. It might have been one minute. It might have been five. Like It might be one of those stories where the minutes keeps growing. Oh, like, yeah. By the time Kat's like 70, she would have guarded her the whole game and, and held her scoreless. And that's a whole lot harder to prove a high school game. You know, go, go back for us to check than like a college oh, game 100%. would be. And, and let's be fair, though. If we put – now, Aaliyah – if we, you know, if y'all wanted to give her a soccer ball, she'd probably pick it up and be good at it. But like, Cat could definitely smoke Aaliyah in, in soccer. I would think, like one on one. I would hope so. It, do but you do you think you could take anybody in any other sports? Like, even though you haven't played, God. do you have? Could you pick up? I don't know, baseball, softball, basketball. No, not basketball. Maybe, maybe softball. Maybe swim. Maybe, oh, swim. I was going to ask. Swim when I was younger. Okay. I can't remember if it was Cat or Taylor when they came in to talk to us. They had done the switch oh, with the yeah. swim team. Yeah. What was your experience with that like? I also I did not get to do that. Okay. I had a conflict. I wanted to do it, um, but I wish I wish I had time to do that. Okay, the swim or the high dive? Which ones did they do? They I think like, they did the swim. high dive. Oh. Yeah. I would rather do swim. I don't know about the high. Maybe a low dive, not yeah. a high dive. Mine would just be a cannonball. I want to see the um, – I hope the football team does it because I want to see all the offensive linemen go off the high dive. Oh, yeah. It would be like a oh, yeah. like a tsunami. Not going to keep <laughs> much water in the pool after that one. <laughs> or like multiple <laughs> jumping at the same time. That would be hilarious. 
But actually, Ryan Brubaker from the Gamecock football team is was a really good high school swimmer. Okay. So there's there's some crossover there. I feel like that could translate pretty well. Yeah. Um, all right, Tyler, do we need to take a break yet? Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and run into our first time out here and come back on the other side and continue our conversation with Cam Dixon from the Gamecock women's soccer team here on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash win and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Be president state where lawful to wager 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non withdrawable sportsbook bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Fanduel is offering sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 1 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com, Kansas. 1 it's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 1075. The game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 1075. The game. And welcome back in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 1075. The game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. Today's special guest, Cam Dixon from the Gamecock women's soccer team and cam i'm looking at your twitter account here you got to be on the paul feinbaum show a while back tell us how that came about i did that was a crazy opportunity i was actually writing for the gamecock at the time Mm -hmm. and my editor michael souls shout out to him he called me one day and was like hey do you want to be on the paul feinbaum show and i was like yeah of course (laughs) i do And so I told my coaches, like, hey, I have, like, a Zoom meeting during film. Like, is it okay if I step out? And they're like, sure. They didn't ask questions. So I left, went into our weight room, got on FaceTime with ESPN Paul Feinbaum. And it was crazy. Like, I don't even remember what I said. I was Uh so in awe. Um, But it was a great conversation. He's obviously amazing at what he does. And it felt like I was just talking to a friend. Um, And then after it was all said and done, my coaches went on Twitter and were like, you we're on the phone with Paul Feinbaum, and you didn't care to mention that. <laughs> no biggie. Small, small detail. Yeah, so it was a really cool experience. Um, but, yeah. Sh- shout out Michael Sauls. Another Gamecock Central alum. Tyler, we were talking about that. I was telling Cam about our, like, list of interns that have um, mm-hmm. gone on and all done better things that we do. They just leave me and Wes feeling bad about ourselves. Right. But, I mean, we had Avery Wilkes, mm-hmm. who just did a great job for the Post and Couriers, now moved on to South Carolina Electric Co-ops. We've had Alyssa Lang. We've got Kendall. Kendall has 37 jobs. She does. Um, Ten of which she does while doing this one at the same time. <laughs> don't don't mention that. Not good. Cam, Cam, also very busy. Tell us, like, your typical – can you run us through your in-season schedule, what it's going to be? Yeah. Like, uh, like walk right. us through a Cam Dixon day. Okay. Let's do, okay, it changes day to day. Give us a, yeah, give us like the most busy, the most extreme, if like a Tuesday. Okay, yeah, a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so the day before, we have likely 
come back from whatever destination we were at prior in the SEC. So we'll say we just came back from o- Oxford, Mississippi. We'll say we just played okay. Ole Miss. We okay. came back the day before. Probably got in super, super late. Um, we wake up the next day. We have practice in the morning, probably around 8 a.m. and around 10, a little bit of a lift, like a light recovery lift. And then have quick breakfast and then go to class all afternoon and probably catch up with professors that have been wondering where I've been for the past (laughs) couple days. Um, And then catch up with my roommate's friends, um, do quite a bit of homework because I definitely didn't do it on a game day. Um, And yeah, have dinner, go to bed, repeat. Next day, kind of get like a scouting report for our next game. Kind of just on to the next. What's um? What's like a, a the bedtime and the wake up time? Like, are you an early riser? Like by design? I mean, I know you have to probably get up early. Yeah, I think soccer's kind of forced me to be an early riser. So I think if I didn't set an alarm, I'd probably be up around seven to eight. Um, but obviously during the week, I have to be up anywhere between five forty-five a.m. and six forty-five. Um, and then bedtime, I am, I go to bed super early. Like my body shuts down after I'd eat dinner. So we're talking, I'm in bed by like 8 PM every night. Really? Like asleep? Uh, No, in bed, like could fall asleep at any moment, Wow. but like comfortably in bed, ready to go. Now what's the difference between your undergrad schedule and your grad school schedule as far as the season goes? Yeah, so undergrad, a lot of my classes were during the day, and I found that the biggest difference in grad school is I have a lot of evening classes. So I could only go to class for one specific class once a week, but it'll be for three hours. So I could be, so I'm in class tonight actually from like four to seven. Ooh, oh, that's rough. That yeah. well, that would that explains the early bedtime yes. because you, after that you are bored. Exactly. And probably ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Exactly. So right that's up. been an adjustment, but it hasn't been. I, I kind of like it now because I have a gap kind of in the afternoon. Yeah, you can just kind of do yeah. whatever you want. You mentioned um, Oxford and like the hypothetical coming back from a college town. What do y'all do y'all get to like hang around a little bit at the places that you go on the road when you play? Do like you get to go see some sights a little bit? Yeah. So when we get there, um, we normally train, and then the next day is our game. And so the games are normally in the evening. So mm-hmm. we kind of have like all morning into the afternoonish to kind of like a lot of us, we have like this thing. We go on Starbucks runs like the day mm-hmm. of a game and we get like our Starbucks order. So we'll kind of like walk around on campus and kind of see what's going on while we get our Starbucks. Um, so, yeah, we like to see kind of check out what every school has to offer. Do you have the extremely like bougie coffee order or are you like <laughs> I want black coffee like? Okay, I'm not bougie, but I'm not a black coffee person. I get like a iced latte with okay. maybe some vanilla. So nothing. Very crazy. simple. Gets the job done. Wakes me up. Do you care to call out any teammates that have like the receipt? It's like the CVS receipt <laughs> that's like just extremely long with all the like almond, soy, milk, whatever it's called. Honestly, no. Everybody's pretty. Everyone's pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. I think the simplest one, actually, that is shocking to me is Megan Spies. She drinks black coffee. Uh, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's how I get it. Yeah. She just owns it, too. She just drinks it right up. I'm like, that probably tastes disgusting. But no, no, no. she loves it. So I, I'm a big she fan of that. She stands out because of that. Everyone else is pretty simple, though. 
Everybody else has like a receipt, and hers is just like Megan <laughs> yeah. Pike Place or and whatever it's called. And it's great because it only costs like two dollars. I know. And everyone else is paying like six dollars a coffee. Well, that's how we are. Like Wes and I, we went to uh, Wes, who's not here. We went to the bowl game together, and like my wife and I, we drink black coffee wherever we go. So like we're good with like literally at our Airbnb, we'll make a pot of coffee. That's fine with us. You know, if there's no cream or sugar, we don't we don't need it. Like we would just do that. But they are more of the bougie coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. So, but good for us. We still get like higher quality coffee, but we literally we don't get anything. In I, it. I feel like if you're just going to get black coffee, you don't really need to go to Starbucks then, right? No, she just goes for the for the walk. Okay, you know, when the, the whole the, team goes to Starbucks, the experience yeah, of it all. It's it's an entire experience on a game day. It'd be funny if she brought like just a Keurig <laughs> on the road. Like you guys have it. your lattes or whatever. I'm just making my own right here. Yeah. Um, any SEC schools that y'all have not played at since you've been here? I've been here a while, but I've oh, yeah. yet to go to Texas A&M. <laughs> really? I want to go there so bad. Their stadium yeah. is really cool. And it sells out. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that was also on my kind of mental list of questions. So we know that y'all have a great environment at Stone. Um, big fan following, great, great atmospheres, but... What are the other places you've played where you kind of looked around during the game if you do that and go, man, it's pretty packed in here. It's pretty loud. In the SEC or in Anywhere. General? Anywhere. UNC just got a new stadium. Okay. And when we played there for the first round of the NCAA tournament, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. How was – have y'all played – y'all played at Duke? Yeah, yeah, we did for a um, yeah. preseason game. Okay, yeah, in the preseason. That was nice. And then y'all played them in the tourney. We did. Yeah. It was a full circle. Um, another place that was probably the craziest environment I've been in is BYU. Really? Their environment for the NCAA tournament, like there was, they ran out of seats in the stands, so they sat in the grass behind the goals. And like they were loud. I bet, I bet that was a beautiful setting too, right? Like oh, in the mountains and amazing. stuff. Amazing. There's like mountain, like, it looked like it was in like a, like a picture. Like it was like yeah. in a movie. It was like a, <laughs> like a, like a mountain skyline of like. I know where their football stadium sits. It doesn't look real. It doesn't. No. It's like, it's like photoshopped. It does look the... photoshopped when you're on the field too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I have some, uh, on the spot questions. Actually. We, we've kind of toyed around with the name of this segment that we're going to do next. Tyler, do we need to take a break before we do it? Yeah, we can go ahead and take okay. a break here. It was called, in my mind, I envisioned it being on the spot, but I am proud of myself because I changed it to from the spot. What do you think of that, Cam? It's you good. know, like a soccer pun? Oh, yeah, I like that. You like get that. it? Okay. Yeah. We'll do that next. That, that's, that's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think I was maybe not as clever as I Well, thought. uh... We'll go from the spot next in the Garnet Trust Hour with Cam Dixon from Gamecock Women's Soccer here on 107.5 The Game. 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And welcome back in to the Garnet Trust Hour. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. Today's guest, Cam Dixon from the Gamecock Women's Soccer Team. And we now officially have a name for this segment, From the Spot. And uh, Chris, I'll let you take it from here. We have to. Tyler's like, that, that's stupid. I'm going to let you take it from here. Um we're going to have to adjust it based on sport. Okay, that's but, fair. But from the spot, I thought it made sense. It does. Um, for soccer. Uh, by the way, Cam, in, in college, forgive me for not knowing, have you taken a penalty in college? I actually have a really good story about the one penalty I've taken. Oh, tell right. us. 
we were in the SEC tournament semifinal against Georgia, and we went into overtime with them, 110 minutes of exhaustion. Whew. And we go into PKs, and everyone in front of me, all three people make theirs, and it was Kat, JY, and Sam. Okay. Heather makes two saves, and I'm like, amazing. I'm number four. If I make this, we win. Um, I was like, of course it lined up like that. Um, <laughs> so I grabbed the ball, go up, bang it in. We move on to the championship. That's right. I remember that now. I yeah. feel bad that I forgot that. What was the strategy on it? So leading up to the tournament, we all practiced our PKs. Mm-hmm. We kind of just were like, we're going to live or die by which side we go to and like what we do. So kind of just routine. You just go yeah. out there and you kind of, it's like a mental thing. You got, like everyone can hit a penalty kick and score. You kind of just have to go up there with like an attitude about you that it's going to go in and you're going to win. Hit it low? Low and to the left. Low and to the left. Okay. That's kind of what I was going to guess. Good deal. All right. So tell us away from soccer. What are Cam Dixon's downtime activities? I know you don't have a lot of downtime. You're probably going to say school and going to sleep when I can. But like, what are some things you like to do when you get a chance? Okay. Um, I love to read. I'm into Colleen Hoover's books right now. They're amazing. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has like... All, so, you know how hard... Sorry, I'm going to take us into a segue okay. here. So, you know how hard they are to get like... I mean, it, they're hard to get like at the library. Mm-hmm. So, you have to buy them yep. or find like a hookup. So, we found like a hookup where it's this lady who loves to read so she gets every new book as soon as it comes out do you have a book dealer and then yes it is a book dealer and it's free this is the best part and she reads the book probably in a day and then gives it to my wife and so she can read colleen hoover what what number are you at how many have you knocked out i think i've read about four or five of her books okay do you have a favorite Maybe it ends with us. Mm. I've heard that one's wild. Pretty good. Uh, they all seem kind of no, wild. Actually, I take that so <laughs> back. I was talking about this with my teammates the other day. Verity. That's what. The that's the other one I was going to suggest. Verity. That's the two I know. I've heard that one's crazy. Like every now and then, I'll look at one of the pages, no context at all, and I'm like, oh, okay. Verity seems like wild. A thriller. Like I was scared. Yeah. So what? It. For people that have never read this, like give a <laughs> overview of what these books are about. Okay. Well, it does depend because they're all really different. Like, she doesn't really have one genre. Okay. I'd say maybe she's like a romance mystery-ish. But Verity is definitely like a thriller. Like, it's kind of scary. It sounds like she really hooks you and pulls you in pretty quick. She does. Her writing style is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, she's got a pretty cool story, too. Mm -hmm. Just like self-published and then just completely booked. TikTok, I think. TikTok really helped her, I think. Mm. Because once one girl reads it and loves it, like, everyone else wants to try best tiktoker that you know on the Ooh. team you know any? oh the t- like people on our team that does tiktok mm-hmm. oh ryan garris was the best when i played yeah. with her yeah she had like a platform like people would like follow her like her stuff like interact with her so she's probably the best tiktoker are you a tiktoker yourself i have a few videos i've done well <laughs> okay i don't post like regularly but i post a lot of like soccer content like i do like videos with um our goalkeeper heather and okay. they actually do pretty well so taylor jacobson i think has like a food tiktok yeah we she learned. does yeah i watch those yeah sounds pretty cool i alternate between having tiktok and not because sometimes i'll be like all right i just looked at things for about I, 45 minutes i, I waste too much time on let's, it let's delete it's, this it for sucks a little bit. me in yeah. yeah 
So speaking of videos and like platform and content, you're, you're obviously here in studio with us because of Garnet Trust. Um, I know you've done some stuff with Garnet Trust in the past, but just talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on NIL, um, specifically in women's sports. There have been a lot of female athletes in South Carolina that have done a lot through NIL, but how, what have you seen change, if anything, in sports with NIL, and what do you think of athletes like yourself being able to capitalize on that? I think NIL is great because athletes have kind of gone this whole time without being able to like kind of profit off their platform and like it's not like student athletes have time to really get a job outside of their sport their sport kind of is their job and um i think it's great nil gives them the opportunity to give back to the community while also making kind of like money on the side kind of like a side hustle um and i feel like nil alongside profit wise it's also allowed people to like connect with people that they would never have known otherwise like all of these um I know I did dance marathon with my team a couple of days ago, and it was probably the most fun I've had in, like, weeks. You just – it's so fun. Yeah, y'all did have a – now, who choreographed the dance? We were sent a dance. Okay. Um, and we all, like, got a partner, and we memorized it, and then we kind of just went up there and um, yeah. kind of taught, taught it to um, people at the event. Yeah, and that was a cool event. Like, that's something we talk about a lot. Like, that's obviously raising money for a good cause guys are able to do do that and i feel like that gets lost sometimes in nil like a lot of the headlines you just see uh some quarterback is going to make x millions of dollars and that's like i don't know probably the one percent of the one percent of headlines like most of the stuff is really positive yeah impactful I'd say stuff so. i know a lot of us when we were there and we learned the dance and gave it and kind of were like having fun with everyone at the event we're like can we stay longer because this yeah. is so fun yeah um and obviously, it's for, like you said, for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've gotten to experience college on both sides of NIL before and after, and we're coming up on two years since it was implemented back in 2021. When it went into effect, did you think it would trickle down to a sport like soccer? Did you think, oh, that's going to be football, basketball, you know, the big-name sports, the superstar athletes kind of thing? Um, if I'm being honest, I really didn't think I would really have any – opportunities with NIL I like you said I thought it was just going to be football basketball like the big stars so I kind of really didn't pay any attention to it have you um have you thought about one thing that I think is cool that some I mean I remember Brooke Blankenship from softball told me some of her teammates do lessons you've heard of any of your teammates are you like doing like soccer lessons because that's another thing you couldn't have done that in the past even yeah really yeah I've trained a girl in the past I know a lot of my teammates do that like regularly yeah really cool mm-hmm. so i took i took us off of the uh off of the segment a little bit to kind of dive into nil a little bit but um i interrupted you to talk about colleen hoover <laughs> and now we're talking about nil somehow but you were talking you were mentioning you like to read um any other things that you like to be able to do in your downtime i love a good netflix or hbo max suggestion okay um i love to be outside when it's nice out it's always nice here in south carolina yes Another reason i'm here um but yeah just anything laid back stress-free because i feel like a lot of my day is very go 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 turn this in do this like it's a grind yeah anything that's like relaxing what kind of things are you watching on netflix oh netflix has kind of been letting me down recently but i just finished the last of us on hbo max okay and Mm -hmm. that has been really good i need a season two now so you like you (laughs) Are you a series kind of person? Like, I want to watch 
a show or is it like movies, documentaries? I really like shows because um, they're short and they're like um, constant and I can binge them when mm-hmm. I need to. Um, and I'm always down for good room, movie recommendation, but I think I'll know within like the first 20 minutes if it's worth watching. That's fair. Is, is Succession on HBO Max? You know what I'm talking about? Or is that a different Tyler? I haven't help heard of me. That. Um, I'm not. I don't have HBO Max. Okay. I'm not I, sure. I keep, I keep hearing about this show Succession, and I thought it was on HBO Max. So I was going to get your review oh. if you had seen that. I'll check it out. It's if uh, it is, check it out. It's supposed yeah. to be really good. Is is Euphoria? Is that HBO? Yeah. It you is. watch Euphoria? I watched a season of it. It was pretty good. Okay. It kind of you can't watch it for too long though because it's very you. like yeah. I've heard heavy. it's it's heavy. It is. Um, best vacation spot. Okay. Anywhere on a beach or in Europe. Where have you been in Europe? I've been to Germany and Spain. Ooh. Now you got to play in Germany, correct? I did. How did that come about? That was crazy. I was 14, and at the time, my club team was sponsored by Adidas, and they were able to select a player or two from each team in the country to go to Frankfurt, Germany, and kind of represent adidas international like generation adidas and so me and my teammate 14 years old kind of just flew over there um and played and we all we got to play soccer against some german teams but then we also got to explore the city and that was the first time i'd been abroad and it was so cool so i like what was the total number on your team you said they picked like two from each team yeah so they had when we got to Germany, they split us up into, like, two teams. Okay. So I'd say we had around 30 girls there. 30 girls 30, from the entire country? 40 maybe. That's a pretty exclusive list. Yeah. yeah. It was... I honestly don't know how I made this list, but <laughs> I was very thankful to be there, and it was so, so cool. I want to go to Italy super bad. Mm-hmm. That's, like, my big... Italy, Greece, but Germany and Spain definitely on my list, too. All right. Give us... We've come to the point of the show where we're going to start talking about food. Tyler. You want to you want to save this for the last segment yeah, here? Yeah, we can table that. It, it's the most important segment we do. Yes, so we'll save it for last. Great great way to close things out. We'll wrap up with the food conversation coming up next on the Garnet Trust Hour with Cam Dixon of Gamecock Women's Soccer right here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Uh, yeah! <laughs> And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. Special guest today, Cam Dixon from Gamecock Women's Soccer. It's time to talk about food as we always do with our guest here on the Garnet Trust Hour. I guess the first question we should ask uh, do you consider yourself a relatively healthy eater? Yeah, I'd say so, but I do love the occasional like Chick fil A fast food. Okay. Tooth. Yeah, but I have to keep it pretty healthy most of the time. Right. Understandable. What's your? We were talking. We were wondering, off air, randomly about Aaliyah Boston's favorite ice cream flavor. We don't know. We'll uh, we'll find out at some point. But uh, what is your? Is that your sweet tooth? Like ice cream? Uh, is that your go-to? Anything sweet? I really like. Oh, just anything. I really like sour candy though. Oh, man, go-to I'm sour totally candy. Like sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah, anything sour, fruity. If there was a yeah. box, you and I would probably be fighting over it right now. Like <laughs> probably. I, I have, I'd have no self-control. What Gummy bears or Sour Patch Kids? Sour Done. Patch Kids. What about like Warheads? No, I was like saying those? either, Cam. Oh. Like if you put either in front of me. Yeah. I'm, 
Warheads are no. You don't like warheads? I mean, they're fine, but they're just. That's like a novelty. Like they're just super sour. Yeah. I like those sour like straws, strip like rainbow Ooh, strip yeah. things. I had the sweet tart ones the other day. Like it's got like the crystally sugar like in the middle. It gets on your fingers. You gotta lick it off. Yeah. yeah I'm good with it, man. We're ex- this is exciting. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, getting, after this. We're going to get ice cream and I'm, I'm getting that yeah. thing when you like look at a sour snack and it makes like get that taste on your tongue. I'm <laughs> yeah, getting that right a, now. It's your mouth's watering. Do you have any bad food takes, Cam? Uh, I do not like ketchup Ooh. at all. I mean, I I actually don't mind that. I don't think that's mm. crazy. See, yeah, I that, thought I thought we could be friends, but <laughs> now I don't like to. I like tomatoes though, but I hate ketchup. See, I'm the exact opposite of that. Raw tomato, like oh yeah, like? I could just slice yeah. it up and eat it. Tomato but, sandwich. Yeah, ketchup is a no. That's like the one food I, I just can't do. Okay, so Colin Taylor, our colleague at Gamecock Central, we make fun of him a lot. He has really just bizarre food takes. Um, he he claims that he does indeed like chicken wings, but really he does. He says he likes boneless chicken wings. Oh, so a chicken nugget. Yes. There you go. Yes. Am you have scored so many points today. <laughs> okay, would you takes? have got in on the lawsuit with the guy <laughs> that was suing about, I think it was like Buffalo Wild Wings, about yeah. the uh, boneless wings just being nuggets, saying they're lying to the people about what they're selling? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not that passionate about <laughs> it, but I Cam's mean... like, I'm not going to join a lawsuit. I don't know if I would sue for that. I mean, at least they're saying it's boneless. Well, his argument was that he thought it was literally a chicken wing that they deboned and then sold to you, not like a mm-hmm. formed. Uh, however, they make boneless wings, just like a formed. That, I chicken don't know. That guy's probably never tried to. I mean, that's just chicken scraps. Exactly. Like when you yeah. pull it off the bone, it doesn't stay together. I, I don't think he's going to win that lawsuit. No, that's absolutely ridiculous. All right, <laughs> let's get let's get back on track. All right, Cam, biggest. Who's the class clown on the soccer team? Who's the biggest goof? Oh, Bree Bem or Heather Hens. Okay. Yeah. Really, Heather? Okay. Yes. She is always making people laugh. Pranking people? Anything. Okay. She's just a ball of energy all the time. Who's the best athlete on the team? I think... hmm, I'd have to say... Our freshman goalkeeper Tina. Okay. She is an animal in the weight room. Really? Like I've never seen someone lift that much weight <laughs> as a freshman. And like everything she does just looks very like like easy. Natural. Like diving, but catching, it. kicking. Yeah. So she's someone to know for the future? Definitely. Once Heather's she, done? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll be watching for. Her. Mm-hmm. All right. We were also talking before we came on the air. Y'all have a lot of different like you know, nobody can make fun of the women's soccer team as, as having, like, two two degrees. You know, you only have, like, one degree program and all the athletes are doing it. Like, y'all have a lot of different stuff going on. Like, you're doing journalism, PR. Um, Kat's probably in a chemistry lab right now somewhere mixing up something. Um, Claire Griffiths it, is, like, about to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Just finished law school, right? She's in the midst of In the midst of law school. Any other interesting career paths? that some of your teammates have? We have a lot of exercise science. And then we have some sport um, and entertainment management. Um, 
I think that's really about it. Okay. So yeah. good mix there. Yeah. All right. So one other thing on NIL that I neglected to ask you in the last um, segment is, you know, one of the, I don't know, like the points that people try to make when they're talking about NIL and how they, they don't like it, quote unquote, is, well, they're, they're already on scholarship. But I think what people don't realize is, like you said, even athletes who are on, say, a full scholarship, um, they can't get a job and they have other expenses. But you told me some really interesting stuff about like how soccer works in terms of scholarships. It's not a headcount sport. So give us kind of a rundown of like how an athlete may be put on scholarship, the renewal process, all that stuff. Yeah, so soccer is an equivalency sport. So that means uh, one person could be on 20%, another could be on 70 another could be on 0 100 and so on. So you can kind of like split up our 14 or so scholarships any way you want. Um, so when you come in, you can either sign for four years or you can sign year to year. Um, so for four years, you kind of get locked down on whatever amount they give you each year. And then year to year, they can kind of add um, or take. But normally they don't take because our coaches are really nice. <laughs> um, and then if you show improvement, they can keep adding. Um, so, yeah, and then I'm a fifth year. And so my coach is only planned for me to be here for four years because obviously they couldn't predict COVID. Mm-hmm. So once my scholarship was up um, – in the fall, we kind of met and then kind of rewrote a new contract for the next yep. year. So, Last couple minutes here with Cam Dixon of Gamecock Women's Soccer. Um, all right, so Cam, the, the season later this year that gets started, um, obviously y'all had a good run last year. Um, ended a little earlier than I know y'all wanted. So give us, give us a real brief outlook for this year. Y'all have a lot of talent coming back. You lose some key pieces. What's a... What's a one-minute or so rundown of this year's team and where y'all are looking to go? Yeah, so we definitely lost a few key pieces, um, Sam, Claire, and JY. Um, But this spring has really been about younger people stepping up and kind of filling in those roles. And we're kind of just, you know, as every team does with the turnover, kind of navigating, like, what our our team's going to be about this year. Um, So I've seen a lot of freshmen um, really show improvement this spring. And I'm really excited for the new freshmen to come in this summer and kind of introduce them to the team. And I think I think it's going to be really good fall. That'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Cam, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly wish you the best in your future career and the rest of your team, uh, as well as you go into your fifth and extra season here as a Gamecock. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, we're going to run into a break. On the other side, it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Right here on 107.5 The Game.